Welcome to the RG Podcast Network and the RG Business Navigate series. This podcast presents topical global business stories that affect Bermuda. Series host Shivani Sepp interviews business leaders and experts in finance, insurance, reinsurance, risk, accounting, and other business services. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to the RG Business Navigate series. I'm Shivani Sait and I'm your host. Today's podcast is going to be on cyber risk and I'm very excited to welcome my two guests today from One Communications Limited, Niall Sheehy, the CEO, and Darcy McLean, the Business Development Manager. Welcome to you both. Morning, Shivani. Thank you. So I know we're going to take a deep dive into cyber risk, a very, very important topic for everybody to listen into. But just before we begin, could I please ask you both to tell me about your roles? So perhaps I'll begin with you, Niall, as a, as a new CEO of One Communications, a year into your role. Could you please tell me about what it entails and more about what One Communications has on offer? Yeah, um, I'm CEO of One Communications. We are part of a wider organization. We have operations uh, in the Caribbean, we're in Guyana, we're in US Virgin Islands, we're in Cayman, and we've also operations as far away as Alaska. But I look after the Bermuda operation. Um, We've been here for many years. We've a number of different companies that historically became part of One Communications. We're the leading telecommunications provider on the island. We have about, um, we have the largest share of the mobile um, services we provide. Uh, services to business customers, we provide them to consumers. Uh, on the fixed side of things, we provide internet, we provide TV services, and then we've got a very strong uh, B2B or business uh, division, and that provides services to most of the small businesses, the medium businesses, and also the large businesses and government on the island. So a lot of the, the we're very proud of the fact that a lot of the uh, large multinationals that you see here, and a, a lot of the technology, a lot of the businesses that are in Bermuda, are because of the network and the technology that's available here. And we very much are proud of our part in delivering that. And we have clients um, based in Bermuda, but we provide services all across the globe. Um, international connectivity, mobile services, all the way down to the smaller businesses that need their basic internet connection. Okay, thank you very much. I'll come over to you now, Darcy. Can I ask you to tell me about what your role as business development manager entails? Yeah, as a business development manager, I'm typically the first point of contact for customers that require services from OneCom. So uh, that kind of uh, puts me in front of um, you know the, the local businesses that are looking for connectivity services, IT support, mobility, all the things that kind of now just mentioned as, as a service provider. Okay, so it's your phone number we need. My phone number. You can give it to us a bit later. There it is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's get on to cyber attacks now. So they were the fifth top rated risk in 2020. And of course, as we know, the pandemic certainly amplified cybercrime due to the uncertainty around remote working, which we're all thrown into that. Uh, Statistics from cybersecurity indicate that in 2023, there are on average 2,200 cyber attacks a day. Clearly, cyber risk strategies and more so cyber security has become a top concern for any of us, any business, any individual. Could I ask what trends are you noticing both here in Bermuda and obviously you have a footprint internationally as well? Yeah, um, look, I mean, cyber security, I think in 2020, you said it was the fifth. I would say it's well up um, well up the priority list at this okay. stage. And I think it's it's something that's in the news every day. Um, you know, we're all very much aware, I hope, of the risk that it, uh, 
it, it, it means for our businesses, but also us as individuals. And uh, we have invested very heavily in protecting our own business um, because we understand how critical it is. So, I mean, our, our spend on IT services over the last five years is probably four to five times what it was when we look at our budget. And it's probably one of our most important spends. And it can also be a, a challenging one because when we're implementing policies, you know, to trying, to, trying to roll them out across a business can sometimes be challenging. But I think everyone understands how critical it is for us to have um, these policies in place and these systems in place. The stats are alarming. I mean, as a business, we see up to, we have over half a million emails a week, um, phishing email attempts into our business. So, you know, and that's just the first layer. We have everything from ransomware, malware, all of these attacks coming into our business every day. So we've invested heavily in a team that protects us. We've invested heavily in technology, things like AI. And I, as you said, I think working from home has also complicated the, has complicated this as well. In the past, businesses were all in one place and you could wrap a, wrap a bubble around it and try and protect that bubble. But we now have people that are working from home, with people that are working in airports, with people, you know, we, we've seen incidents of people that have plugged into, um, plugged to charge their devices in an airport. And right. it's, it's set an alarm off with our cybersecurity guys who've contacted them and said, have you done something different? And, and the, one of our users actually went out and brought a new charger, but it was infected. So we can't be complacent. Um, one, the, the, the numbers are, are frightening. I think the average uh, breach costs nearly $10 million in the US. I think it's about $5 million per incident globally. So, you know, it's one of these ones you have to protect yourself up front. And if you don't, uh, it's, it's a very challenging to try and manage your way out of it after the fact. And I'm sure you're finding that companies are themselves investing more. For sure. I mean, I think, look, Darcy will attest to that. I mean, that's one of the most common conversations that we have right. on a daily basis. I think in the past, and, and even we use the example ourselves internally a couple of months ago, speaking to our own CIO, the relationship with the cybersecurity provider is probably his most important relationship right. now. It wouldn't have been five years ago, but it is now. No. I mean, five years ago, you were probably talking about you know, fairly basic phishing type attacks and things like this. Uh, now it's coming from everywhere. Even okay. I, I myself just yesterday got a text message from Vodafone back in, <laughs> in Ireland <laughs> sending me a message about to click. And it wasn't from Vodafone, of course, but we have to constantly be aware of yes. everything and almost second guessing as individuals, but also as businesses, because the risk is uh, even more possibly as a business, because, you know, it, it literally shuts businesses down. Everything you've yes. worked for for yet generations, possibly in years, can be shut down. So, we as a business, the conversations that we're having with our business customers are far more focused nowadays on um, on wrapping security into what we do, rather than just simply buying a, de a dedicated internet access or buying phone services. People are very interested to know how can I protect my business as well, and that's where Darcy and the guys do a great job in educating our customers and speaking to them about what it is that they need to do. Okay. It, it isn't always from us. It's it's just in general trying to create that culture of being aware of uh, the threat to our, bus our business, their business, and, and what they can right. do to protect it. Well, I'm actually quite shocked to hear about the charging incident. You said in an airport they bought a charger and it was... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, our... our our Rich Casterbury, who looks after our security, shared that story with us the last time he was here, and that okay. um, you know, and, and we see it. I mean, they proactively on a daily basis. I said we've up to half a million um, emails wow. a week attempting to get, and that's just the first layer. If you go through all the layers of how they attack, that's just one layer. And I mean, it's the, the trends in here are ransomware as a service. You can, in the same way, now you can go out and buy a business that will offer you cloud storage as a service. You can go on the dark web and actually buy ransomware as a service. Get someone to attack. 
yes. you, uh, people for you and things. So there's, it, it's, um, it can be a little bit daunting. It's, if you well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's actually mind-blowing. <laughs> it, it can be a little bit daunting, but I think as long as you, you know, stay ahead of the trend, don't get complacent and continue okay. to uh, do, you know, continue to be proactive about how you protect uh, your business. But, uh, you know, I would also say yourself, because I think we as individuals can forget what can happen with our own cell phones. No, absolutely. Our kids at home yes. on the internet with their different devices. So, uh, you know, so you know, uh, don't get discouraged. Just make sure you okay. uh, are proactive <laughs> about it. So I, p- I suppose that really leads on to the next question very nicely. What are the most common misconceptions or overlooked areas regarding cybersecurity that businesses in Bermuda need to be more aware of? Yeah, uh, firstly, I think, you know, the biggest misconception specifically here in Bermuda would be businesses thinking that their size and location will never make them the targets of a cyber attack. Um, These cyber attackers are typically looking for businesses that are smaller, that have the least amount of defenses in place. Okay. And, um, you know, that that makes them the primary target. And so any business that actually implements even one, two lines of defense will be so much farther ahead than the other business that's not because it just kind of makes it the, the businesses that don't have defenses in place a little bit more low-hanging fruit, right? Right. Yeah. Lastly, I'd, I'd say that um, businesses that feel that backing up their data is going to be suffice, um, this most certainly isn't with, with our approach. Um, again, sorry, by only having something like that, they're neglecting the opportunity for a broader cybersecurity strategy. Okay. Um, and this, and this really puts a business at risk of, of not only their own data, but the risk of their customer's trust, right? So, like, how would you feel if you found out that your personal data or your business data was compromised because your service provider didn't protect it? Absolutely. I think those are the questions people are asking at the yeah. moment. I mean, banks are notorious for having these issues um, and all the data breaches that go with them. And as a customer, we're all customers of one bank or another. It's something that we're really concerned about. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think uh, we our, our liability as businesses is going to change very soon with the PIPA coming in our pipeline. Yes, our, which we're going we, to talk yeah, about shortly. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I think even that aside, we, we need to be cognizant that we have people's personal data. We have their information in some cases and how we store it and making sure that we do it in yes. efficient and don't store it unless we absolutely have to. It depends. I mean, if you're paying a bill on a recurring basis, maybe you do, but having making sure you have all the processes and steps in place because... The best way to have someone not steal your data is for us not to have it at all. So right. we, we would prefer not to have that data unless we absolutely have to. And there's rules and regulations around how we store it and making sure we protect it. I mean, as an individual, when I'm shopping online, which I'll just say isn't too often, but <laughs> having said that, when I am shopping online, you know, they'll always ask if you want to, if you want them to retain your card details. And I'm qu- very quick to say no because I'm just thinking, well, where where are you retaining them? Yeah, I, I mean, I think... Uh, absolutely as a rule of thumb for me I, what I always do is if I'm any doubt whatsoever I don't and, okay. and actually I use virtual cards where right. I can and you know one-off purchases and online and mm-hmm. I just use the card and I destroy the card instantly afterwards so I, and there's different ways um, you know you can protect yourself as an individual but even like my, my parents are in their mid-80s my dad every now and then calls me up and tells me he got a text message from a bank or you know I don't have an account with this bank but they tell right. me I have to, you know so we have to constantly uh, be aware and educating ourselves and if there's any doubt whatsoever if it's unusual just you know don't don't, don't do, do it leave it delete it no that's good advice thank you so let's understand more about the one communications cybersecurity defense that you've built um could you please walk me through that process when we're building out a, a cybersecurity defense for a business customer, it starts with getting an assessment done, and it gives us a, like a holistic look at what their cybersecurity status looks like. Um, this is done by way of like a vulnerability scan. 
Okay. Once we have this scan, we can t actually, that, that the product will generate a report, and this report will um, identify the gaps that they have in, the, in their environment. And so we can use this report and make recommendations to help close those gaps and help provide right. more of a comprehensive cybersecurity plan for that customer. Um, the plan also provides, a <coughs> excuse me, a, um, um, a plan in which it, it identifies the, the most priority or highest risk kind of gaps that you have in your system. So that, again, as I mentioned, you don't need to take everything, but if you can close the gaps that make you the, the biggest risk, right. it'll actually... So, so you physically go into a company and assess yeah. their, their systems. Yeah. So I'm going to be a bit naughty and ask a question. There's a lot of people out there that have their conspiracy theories on all of this, and they're saying, well, you let a person in and they know everything about your internal software. What's to stop them working with, with, with somebody who could threaten you and they'll just give your data away? There, there's always a fear about... There's a, there's a trust element in doing this. And yes. That's why very often it's important to have established partners that have you know, long-term relationships and you've trust and have been around for some time, um, which is difficult because this is a relatively new area as well. Yes. So if you're bringing in a cybersecurity expert from um, from Europe or what you, right. and you don't know them, it, there is a trust. It's like everything. It's like going to a private banker or you know, you, someone who manages your wealth. Sometimes when building that relationship is one of the most important things. And it's, uh, I mean, trying to put in place all the steps to protect yourself, even with that. So, I mean, we come in and we work at the CIO level, and generally these people are quite educated and they can understand right. what we're doing, and we try to share the data and protect it, but um, a lot of it's around processes. You know, how can we, what is an attack going to look like? What can we do to protect right. it? Um, you know, the first thing is normally emails. How can we filter the emails? I think what we do internally as a business is we use um, phishing training for users. So we, on an ongoing basis, we have our own internal team sending emails internally, trying to catch people out. Constantly. Right. Okay. So Darcy, I think, emailed me two weeks ago, and this is on a, on a week. There are people get emails from me asking them to do something. I'm like, can you do this? Can you send me this? And uh, thankfully, uh, some of them are real, to be honest, right? But every, but generally, our policy is people have to notify IT. You can click the button to say that it's phishing. Right. And that that captures something like you know ninety five percent of all of the emails. Okay. That still means there's another small few that are getting in. People yes. are clicking them, but then we've more defence built. In when you click them, and as Darcy said, you can. We have uh, we use different. We use Zscaler to protect ourselves with VPNs. You should really never try and go on a public Wi-Fi network without a VPN. Okay. Um, because you know we all do it. And, you know, it's like it's like it's like you shouldn't drink either, but we all have a drink every now and then. <laughs> but I'm just you know. But in theory, you should never really try and go on a public Wi-Fi network when you okay. sit at the airport. There's hundreds of thousands of people that go through there every day. I mean, the airport will have their own security, but the more you can stay on your own network using your own, the better. We also do things like we try to segment our network internally. So, on heaven forbid, if there is an issue, the networks are separated. So, it might impact oh, one I see. department, but not all of them. But not all of them. So, okay. try and keep the information separate. Um, we always try and look at our vulnerability management. So, we're constantly trying to catch ourselves out. So, we have okay. one team that challenges the other team to basically see, you know, how how effective are our policies and the systems that we've deployed. So, you know, we, we do that for customers as well. We can do assessment. We can do it at a very basic level um, or you can do a very detailed one. We're constantly doing it at a detailed level and we're constantly coming back looking at our vulnerability and we're constantly finding things. Yes. No matter how, how much you invest and how much you keep up to date, things change and we're, we're constantly looking to do that. And, as, you know, so, and then the last layer we look at is the whole EDR that Darcy spoke about. How do we 
how do we protect each of our devices? So I'm in here today and I've got my phone and I have, I have, we use mobile device management on our phone. So if I'm using a work application, I have to go through a VPN. It, it's all okay. very simple and, and yes. it, it, but it sounds complex. Same with our devices to log on to any internet. We have our VPN connection. So we have to protect because you're only, it's a bit like a chain. You're only as strong as the weakest link. And if we have one of our users who's accessing our system on a non-compliant device that someone's got access to, um, we may have a challenge. But but likewise, with all of this, we're still putting, we're still assuming that's going to happen and right. putting systems in place to protect ourselves. And that's one of the things we're also trying to do with our clients now because we're the ones that have traditionally sold them their connectivity. They, they, some of them are big, large multinationals with services all across the world. Um, so we provide them with the firewall or the router. We, try and we have all of the protection and we try to use our own experiences to try and share that with our clients. And as I said, we guess we, we're, we're constantly proactively trying to monitor what we're doing. No, it's, it's certainly very reassuring. So thank you, because you can feel, it's quite the minefield and you can, as an individual, as a business, feel a bit lost as to where to start yes. or end, or where the middle is. So it's great to have you on board to be able to navigate us through that. It's a very challenging that. environment for small businesses, you know, yes. trying to... Uh, you know, they have a, a lot on their plates and trying to become a cybersecurity expert is uh, probably not top of the agenda. <laughs> no. So, uh, and that's where we feel we can help businesses and okay. uh, that's what we try to do. Okay, well, you mentioned ransomware earlier, Niall. Um, yeah. it's, it's always talked about in relation to cyber risk, but what is it? Yeah, well, ransomware is, um, yeah, I guess it's quite topical at the moment. <laughs> so, like, it's something, essentially, it's, uh, it's where businesses are, people get into your business and they're going in and they're encrypting your data. They're essentially stealing your data. Right. And then very often they can go in and they could sit in there for months, possibly years, and then they pick a, an opportune time and they shut it all down. And they okay. come back to you and they tell you, here, would you like your, if you'd like your information and your data back, um, you have to pay a ransom for the key to open it all back up and again. And at that stage then, do you decide on a ransom or recovery? I mean, how do you... Well, I think it all... It, it all depends, and we have even, you know, we, we've gone through some of this. Uh, thankfully, we, we've been protected, but we, uh, being proactive, we've looked at our plans, and we've had a number of sessions for our customers around ransomware and kind of sharing what do you do, because that's it, what do you do? For most okay. people, it's their first time. So you get you get hacked, someone has your data, you're unclear as to what they have. You, you Have they really got all your information, or are they just, you know, Plain. so you've got right. to, so there's, there's a lot of judgment call, and then when you look at the data and the impact, if it shuts your business down, and if you're if you're doing revenue of a hundred thousand dollars a day, and they're demanding a uh, million dollars, uh, you know, but you're not going to be up and running for ten days, or it could take you fifty, you know. So sometimes you just have to make a call, and uh, it's a very scary world to be in because typically you, you could be dealing with somebody. You, you probably are dealing with somebody on the other side of the world that knows nothing about you. They're in the equivalent of a call center, potentially dealing with you and saying, "I want X. You need to give it to me." So. That's where I guess you got to get the experts in and hopefully get okay. somebody who has um, a history of dealing with these people, has experience and, and can negotiate with them. Uh, you know, the, the most important thing is to try and protect yourself, obviously. Yes. You know, um, there's, and there's different ways you can do that. There's honeypots. There's all different things you can do. But once they're in and once you've established they're in, you're in a different uh, world. I think something like 70 plus of people end up paying the ransom. So really, I was yeah, about to ask. I think it's seventy-two percent or something was the latest one uh, that I've seen. It's uh, so we all think we won't, but when you but when it bo- these people are very smart, so they understand when you how weigh much up the they, um, they look. I think uh, you know and, and the ransoms are, are. I've gone crazy now. I think you're looking at a million dollars. I think something like in the US, something like nine hundred seventy thousand dollars is the average uh, ransom that's paid because. 
strangely enough, these people, there's a little bit of honour among, th- among thieves with them. Once you pay it, they tend to, the problem Releasing. tends to go away, unfortunately. And then you also have compounded by the fact you have a whole industry now in cyber insurance that's come in. So the guys know that. They know you've got insurance. So right. Or they, or they may not. They think you might have. So I'm sure you've they got, know. You've got all <laughs> of these. Uh, maybe they, do, they possibly don't, but maybe they'll assume. But you've, got, you've got these kind of quandaries in your head when this happens around how do I deal with it? You, you know, your instinct is you don't want to pay the guy who's broken into your house. Um, but no. if you want to get back up and running and stop losing money and, and, and run your business the way you'd like to, right. unfortunately, sometimes that's what people have to do. So let's imagine I'm a business um, and I've been attacked today. I'm yeah. one of your clients. How would One Communications help me? Well, preferably we would have hoped that you called us prior to and we would have <laughs> taken a proactive approach okay. to implementing some of these things. But in the unfortunate event that you're breached, we can bring in some of our experienced resources. We have, we have uh, you know, partners with some um, industry experts and try to help you guys find like a, a reliable recovery path. Um, will guide the company through this thing, and that'll be including, um, you know, initiating the, the negotiations. As Niall mentioned, you know, a little honor among thieves there. They okay. will give you your stuff, their, your data back, but you can't completely trust them, right? But this is say you pay, you pay your ransom, and you're just, fingers crossed, they're going to send it back. Whereas we can bring in someone to kind of negotiate and say, well, here's 25% of the money, unencrypt 25% of our data. Send that over. Once that's verified, we can do another chunk of the data and hopefully get it all back without losing too much. Okay. And and I'm trying to imagine. So you have to pay them. Where do you pay? How do you pay? So typically these bad actors like to use cryptocurrency. So okay. you'll have to set up yourself or set up a uh, private key. You'll have to purchase... Um, and are you some, some, then opening yourself up to more vulnerable? Well, no, not yeah, by having crypto and and in this platform, you're not open. Up, you're not open for that. But by the reason they use this is because it's not like tracked or um, all all of the the transactions are they are monitored on the blockchain and you can see them, but you don't know who they're going to. So okay. you have a very specific. It's a very um, professionally run. I know. Process. Sounds guys, better than the day-to-day it, it, stuff. It, it, many, <laughs> thankfully, personally, I've never had to uh, be involved or engaged in it, um, but I'm aware of it and I've been involved in business, but me personally not. But um, the guys that are involved in this are professionals. They do this for a business. They have customer care. You probably get the best customer care you can possibly get. And, you know, they're using crypto. As Darcy said, that's an established um, untraceable uh, currency right. that can be used. Um, and that's and you're just one of many clients that they're dealing with on that day. You, they're probably your relationship manager potentially. You <laughs> hope you never see them again. Um, but uh, that's the fact. I mean, this is. I mean, I think when we we were speaking at Bermuda Tech recently, and I think uh, Rich, who's our security expert, spoke. And his first thing was was about creating this business, uh, allowing people to invest. And I think it's got forty percent compound average growth, and it's uh, <laughs> right. it's a, a, a trillion dollar business. It's going to be a trillion dollar business, and it's basically cybersecurity as a service. Wow! So you can on, it's it's scary. You can go out there on the dark web, and you can decide. You know, I, I, we were sharing. You know, decide I'm going to get into this business, and you can buy lists of of people. And you can buy someone who will go and hack it for you. Okay. And you know, it's it's a it's a very slick, very professional um, world. And these guys almost pride themselves on being professional because the next victim is not going to pay if they get a bad reputation. So um, they, they're they're quite professional, about it, which is really scary. So as Darcy said, the best thing to do is hopefully protect yourself so you're never in that situation. In advance of that, yes, absolutely. So let's talk about the balance between cybersecurity innovation and regulatory compliance. 
how crucial is it to have the balance between the two and obviously particularly within the telecommunications sector? GDPR has been around for quite some time, the general data protection. Yes, which we all tick when we're, you know. Yeah, I think we've we've all become accustomed to it because when it first came out, we thought it was going to be a nightmare. But now every time we go on a website, do yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, I consent. Which is a bit of a danger because we don't read it very often. But um, Bermuda has uh, people legislation coming in place, uh, I think it's first in January 2025. So we have some time, um, but not a lot of time. I think we've been on 14 months for businesses to make sure that they're compliant with the new legislation okay. that's coming on. Now, I'm not an expert in PIPA, but we are making sure that we are compliant and we've brought in the experts to help us. Um, and yeah, part of that is how do you keep and maintain and store people's data? How do you use it? And there is significant um, impacts for people who don't do that properly, including prison time and fines. Yes. And it's a very serious um, requirement for businesses to have that in place. So. You know, you're trying to balance that between running a business. And we come up with all these great ideas about how we'd like to interact with our customers. But we got to make sure we do it in a compliant way. Um, okay. And there's there's always this uh, juggle, this balance. Um, you add into the mix of all of that the emergence of AI. I mean, it was always coming, but we've had seen a huge acceleration in AI um, over the last couple of years. Um, you know, so lots of things going on right now, yes. trying to get the balance right. Even in this world of cybersecurity, I, I often equate it to it's, it's a battle. I, I visited a, a SOC recently in Jamaica of a company that does this, and and they basically were going through their processes and all the attacks they have coming in every day, and they use AI to defend against those attacks. Okay. Attacks, but it, the the hackers are using AI to attack them. Right. So it's almost a battle of who's got the best AI, <coughs> running millions and millions of computations to try and defend. They come up with a new way right. and I block it. You come up with a new way and I block it. So so you have that and then you put the legislation I think in particular is going to be important and it's very important that we you know protect our customers. So there is a, a difficulty sometimes in getting okay. that balance in place. Um, we're very cognizant of the need to, to protect our customers' data, to protect our network and that's always going to win over rushing to do something. You have to plan. Um, we have lots of new products that are coming down the line we have to make sure that we, you know, they're compliant. We have to make sure they're safe, they're protected, and that can add to the that can add to the time it takes to deploy it. it can add to the time it takes to um, <clears throat> get it set up in the system. But uh, so it's, it's, it can be a challenge. Yeah, I think also just to kind of to add to that, I think the, the management and the juggling, <coughs> excuse me, the juggling as Niall mentioned, is probably best left to a chief security information officer. Okay. Um, they, they, they're, you know, very experienced at, at managing these kind of environments and, and these strategies. Um, we actually have <coughs> rolled out a virtual chief security officer. So this is, this gives the ability for customers in Bermuda to subscribe to the, the services that are provided by that position without actually having to manage the salary that's allocated to that. Okay. They, they tend, they tend to become very expensive and we have a tailor fit solution for smaller businesses where we can provide a smaller block of uh, of those services for a much lower price. Okay, yeah. thank you. And just just to backtrack a little, just for our audience, the PIPA is the Personal Information Protection Amendment Act. Just because I know with acronyms, we all, <laughs> I, I get lost in acronyms, so I felt I better say that. So just again, to your point about what you have as an offering for those smaller businesses with the growing th- threat of cybercrime here in Bermuda, the Bermuda Monetary Authority, the BMA, published their insurance sector operational cyber risk management code of conduct, which came into force in January 2021. 
So as part of the code, the BMA has stipulated that all regulated entities have to have a CISO. So that's a Chief Information Securities Officer, um, as you're referring to a CIO, Mm -hmm. could be another name. CISO, yeah. CISO, yeah, yeah, correct. Um, So what can, as you said, One Communications has that offering for companies, some that can't afford it, you would have a virtual person. Do you also offer a more structured approach if somebody need something more yeah, larger course. company <laughs> excuse me and it's not a virtual person it is a real person it's just kind okay. of a virtual position that way so we partnered with some industry experts <laughs> to provide this solution um yes and as like as you mentioned the bma and that cyber risk code of conduct is a very elaborate and, and large document um you really need to know the ins and outs of it if yes. you're going to become compliant i know that they're kind of cracking down right now on these businesses that are not following the policies okay. and, and, the, and following the compliance that have set forth. So, so yeah, we have, we have a, um, a partner who's well-versed in this, and uh, if anybody needs any assistance in getting those, so those services implemented in their business, we, we can help with that. So, again, your number at the end will come up. My number at the end will be available, <laughs> yeah. She's going to be busy, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, no, it's very important to know about that because from a perspective of this podcast, this podcast is all about raising the profile of Bermuda, talking about international businesses. And as we know, we want to continue to attract international businesses to Bermuda. And with that in mind, we want to explain to them what our offering is. So, again, I thank you at this point. We haven't finished yet, but I do thank you for coming on as One Communications and explaining everything that you have on offer for us. I think it's important. It's one of the things I've I've worked in many uh, regions and areas, but I think about we sometimes forget here in Bermuda that uh, we have some of the world's leading businesses here, fintech Absolutely. businesses, particular insurances, and we also have some of the, the leading uh, availability of network. Every home in Bermuda has access to gigabit. We have, you know, our, our mobile services covered everywhere. So we're um, very much at the forefront of technology in Bermuda. There's, there's nothing you can't get here that you can't get anywhere else in the world. Okay. And um, we also don't have to be aware that we need to protect our network the same way as you would anywhere else in the world. I think uh, the fact we're in, in, a, in an island in the Atlantic doesn't protect us from security risks any more than if we were in Manhattan in New York or if we yes. were in, in Singapore. We face the same risks, possibly more, because uh, people are aware of the success that Bermuda's had, particularly in the insurance and reinsurance industry. And um, people will target successful areas and successful um, uh, businesses. So we, it's, it's important that you know people, as Darcy said, don't get complacent. Thank you. And just given the global nature of cyber threats, we've talked a lot, you've touched a lot upon that, both of you. Um, how does One Communications stay connected with international cybersecurity developments whilst serving the local market in Bermuda? Yeah, I think I think it's, you know, uh, we at OneCom and, and, and more so um, our parent company, TNI, are uniquely positioned to, to provide benefit to businesses. You know, we have multiple telcos in multiple regions. Um, and it gives us the unique ability to share the opportunity and relevant information across multiple markets. Um, having that breadth allows us to reach and understand what the what the market demands are. Right, these okay. cyber attackers are getting more and more um, sophisticated, for lack of a better word. And so we also need to find defenses that are more sophisticated, and we can share that information between our our sister companies and, and help protect the next businesses that or the next telco that may be attacked with with the same businesses okay thank you i mean i I would just add to that that, i mean we live and breathe this on a daily basis we are um you know as darcy said we're across multiple jurisdictions and uh we're constantly aware of uh the requirements because we are a target as well so you know we're able to bring that experience um 
to our customers, and that's important that we learn from our experience and we get uh, front and centre of it. And uh, it's it's a very important part of our business every single week is to understand the threats to our business from cybersecurity and what we're doing to protect ourselves. Okay, no, thank you. So, you know, finally, looking ahead then, could you provide an outlook of what the next two to three years look like from an IT or cyber landscape? And I know <laughs> you'll like, really, oh. <laughs> I really wish I could. I guess that would really set me up for the future. But, um, you know, I think with, with the trend of things happening, I think uh, the rise of AI, is, as now mentioned, and the machine learning in cybersecurity is going to become a, uh, play an important element as those uh, cyber attackers tools get more sophisticated, we're gonna need other tools to defend against it that are more sophisticated. So AI is gonna play an important role there. Um, with uh, COVID, you know, just a couple of years past now, I think we're starting to see a, a larger remote workforce. And so we're gonna have to have more security to implement um, for for the remote workforce so that they can okay. log in to access their business as, as now was have, talking about earlier, getting into his own, right, 2FA, having different uh, agents in place to protect your business. Um, cloud security will be a focus. Um, a lot of businesses are kind of going cloud native, so they're building their platform on the cloud with the design. Um, so we're going to have to implement security on, on those designs, right? Right from the top. Right. Um, re regulations, uh, regulation and compliance, we talked about that earlier. Yes. That's going to continue to grow and evolve, and CISOs are going to have to educate themselves on that, and we're up with new strategies and new products and solutions to offer our businesses to protect them. Okay, thank you. And Niall, any last words from you? Yeah, I mean, I would just echo what Darcy said. I think that the scale of this is only going to get bigger, you know, yes. and uh, it's, uh, you know, the scale of the defence that we're going to need needs to rise proportionately with us. And I think uh, AI is probably going to be one of the, the biggest driving factors right. on both sides. And I think uh, we need to ensure that we protect ourselves and protect our businesses and um, that's going to be one of the biggest uh, drivers i think obviously um we spoke about the regulation piece how do how do we manage all of this going forward mm -hmm. how do we manage our data i mean when you look at ai now it's frightening how realistic it can be and um, sometimes it's hard i'd be talking to a real person or my not the whole <laughs> deep fake um so we need we need to stay ahead of all of these and um, i think it's also important that people don't get discouraged um you know, there's a, there's a multi-billion dollar business investing into technology to protect um, businesses that are, and individuals out there. And there are simple things that people can do uh, right now to start protecting themselves. Um, you know, so the stuff that we do today, like do an assessment. You know, don't be afraid. Right. <laughs> Just have a look at what you're doing yes. today. Do, change your password. You know, do, do, start putting together a routine, a basic routine, and then hopefully try and go a little bit deeper into your business because... You know, the, the one thing you don't want is to have to deal with a someone on a ransomware attack. That's it, You're kind of too late at that stage. It's a different okay. It's a different engagement. The, you know, you're going to have to protect yourself afterwards. You're probably going to have to spend a lot more money than you would have. And you're always going to have this lingering doubt. Is there somebody in my back door, yes. in my back garden waiting for me again? So, you so know. check your exposures now, essentially. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, look, it sounds like a, it's like a health check, essentially. It's like going to the doctor. It's like mm -hmm. making sure you... Uh, some basic things you can all try and do eat well <laughs> exercise you know right. it's the same when it comes to security there's some basic stuff that will make a big difference and it's it's always like when the guy's looking for someone to break into um uh, they're going to choose the easiest one 
and whatever steps okay. you've taken to make yourself less mm. attractive to break into means they'll go to the house next door. That's the same for physical security as it is for cyber security. Yes. So the more um, basic things, and a lot of stuff is free. I mean, a lot of stuff is, you can get basic stuff for your phone out there that you can download um, are, are minimal cost. And even for businesses, I think we do assessments, we can do assessments and tell you for free uh, if, you know, what what is the vulnerability that you're facing right now. Okay. And um, I think people just need to make that part of their culture, part of their business culture, is that being aware part of employees in your business should be constantly, if they see an email that they don't doesn't look right, delete it. Now, if they miss out on a sales opportunity because they deleted an email, you can't go back <laughs> and no. give them a hard time for that. And there, and there may be, but that's a small price to pay rather than clicking on the wrong, uh, the wrong email. And it's a, it's a culture, and we as individuals need to have that culture as well. You know, when you get text messages from strange numbers, don't click on the link unless you know who it is. Okay. And, uh, but, you know, for, for the future, it's about making sure you stay ahead of it, um, making sure that you have a partner that can help you stay ahead of it. I think, as you said, trust is, uh, is, a, is a big part of that. So you've got to build that relationship over time. Um, there's lots of new technologies, lots of new regulations, and you need someone to help you stay atop of, uh, on top of that. And I guess that's where we feel that we can help businesses. We're happy okay. to talk to them. And uh, it's, a, it's, it's a scary place, but it's also an exciting space in many ways in terms of uh, the cybersecurity industry. It's a huge industry in terms of um, the new technologies that are coming out to try to protect businesses. Okay. Well, thank you very much. That's been incredibly insightful, but very important. One of the most talked about subjects at the moment out there in the world, cybersecurity. But I do hope, and I'm sure our audience has, has learned a lot from today. So I'd really like to thank both my guests, Darcy McLean and Niall Sheehy from One Communications for coming into the podcast studio today. Thanks for having us. You're very welcome. I'm Shivani Sait, and I've been your host. You've been listening to the RG Podcast Network and the RG Business Navigate series with host Shivani Seth. Check the Royal Gazette for the next episode. Thank you for listening.